I often get comments, it's more beautiful than they thought it was going to be. Knowing that you've created that for someone else is just really satisfying. I Believe in You with Lizelle Hartley. Hello and welcome to I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm your host, Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor and author of the Discovery Journal, I Believe in You. This season, we are talking with seven professionals who have taken their passion and turned it into a career. All of our guests are at different stages of their journey and have a different story to share. The environments we live and work in can play a really big part in shaping our outlook. Whether it's our time spending in nature, the furniture in our offices, or even how our home is laid out. If you don't like your workspace, there's a chance you will want to avoid being in it. And that means you will end up finding excuses not to work to avoid the space. Companies have become more aware of this over the past two decades, with many of the world's biggest companies investing heavily into their staff's working environments. When Jackie Lee turned her love for interior decorating into a career, there were more than just a few hurdles to tackle. Hi Jackie, thank you for joining us on I Believe in You. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey and where you are now? Yes, um, hi, I'm Jackie from Gervais Interiors, I'm transforming your home from bland to breathtaking. Um, and I'm actually originally uh, from South Africa, but I moved to Perth 13 years ago. Um, and it was quite a shock because just after I arrived, I discovered that my degree that I had was one of the most overrated degrees to have in Perth. I'm sure that's <laughs> a bit of a shock. You study your whole life and then you come and then your degree is overrated. Yeah, it was quite a shock to read that in the newspaper. So after studying six years, the average uh, salary was only $40,000 a year. So, And what um, did you study? So I actually studied architecture. I had actually just had my first child um, a few weeks before we moved to Australia. So nothing like packing a whole lot of big events into one short time frame. <laughs> um, but uh, we, had, so actually I then started thinking that maybe I would like to create my own thing so that I could work on my own hours and spend time with my children. Because um, an industry like architecture is really quite, um, it's quite hectic. Um, you have to work very long hours and if you don't get paid very much i was like well i might as well build my own business instead but that's something that a lot of us out there want to do we want to create a business where we can pick our hours and work it around families especially women because you still have to do the pickups you still have to do the drop off you still need to do the sport activities yes so i knew that i wasn't going to follow a particular path that, um, that I was on a journey to figure out what I ultimately wanted to do in, with my career. And I always uh, felt that with architecture, I felt like I was designing the boxes and I always felt like I wanted to actually put the pieces inside the boxes instead. So I did an interior design diploma online um, so that I had 
an interior design qualification. And then um, five years ago, I started building my own business from the ground up. So that's not a very big jump from architecture to interior design, because obviously it showed there's a little bit of the art factor, the creative factor within you. Yes, it wasn't um, it wasn't too much of a jump, but I feel that my um, qualification really did uh, put me in good stead because I have uh, both the architecture and the interior design, which I can use. And I feel that it's very, very valuable because I understand the spaces intuitively because that's that's part of my talents. That's why I, I went and studied architecture in the first place. Jackie, we all know that businesses come with challenges. So tell us, what is your challenges? What have you, obviously a mom with a little baby starting this journey. So what was the challenges that you had to deal with most starting up your business? What I did was I just, I was very brave and I just launched myself into starting my business. It started off more as a hobby. And then over the years, I've molded it and changed it and upgraded it and when I started I didn't actually um, get any help from any entrepreneur training or anything like that so I basically learned on the on the fly Mm -hmm. so if I was to do anything differently I definitely would have reached out for help because it just would have made the process a little bit easier and I might not have um, taken so long to implement the things that I should have implemented from the beginning because I didn't really know what I was doing. I just put one foot in front of the other and uh, like a firefighter, put one fire out at a time. I have uh, have actually done some training now in the last um, 18 months and I've really found that that has um, increased my confidence, made me feel um given me a, a good vision for my company and who my clients are and all of that is quite important. Yes, I think there's a lot of us out there that do start our business like that, have an idea and we just put the fire out as it did come. But if you think of your position where you're now in your business, what is your biggest challenge now? My biggest struggle at the moment is that as a business owner, you don't just do the job that people are paying you to do, that there's so many other elements to running a business. So especially when you're starting out and you uh, can't really afford to pay other people to do things for you, you have to do the accounts, you have to do the marketing, you have to do um, all the invoicing. Um, all of those kinds of pieces. And so um, so I think that is the most challenging part. But I feel like I'm my business is getting to the point where I'm moving out of that zone and into a new phase. And that is incredibly satisfying. Okay, so you basically grow with the business. Yes. So through all the challenges, and sometimes it's not a bad thing that you have to done it yourself so that you do understand what it need to be done. But yes. I am 100% for it. If you can afford it and you don't have to do it yourself, give it to the expert to do for you. So another thing that had just recently happened is that you has done a rebranding. So that is another exciting part of your business. I did have a chat to a brand strategist not long ago, and I said to her, for now, I want a brand that can last me a lifetime. And she actually looked at me and she said, the best way to go is to be open-minded and know that you have to rebrand every five years. And I go, really? (laughs) She said, yes, sometimes you just need to tweak it a little bit, but to make sure you move along with times 
and make sure it's out there and still have the message that you want to carry over to your clients. So tell me a little bit about your journey of the rebranding and why have you decided to rebrand? So I, I think the, also the most important thing to bear in mind is that you're, as an entrepreneur, your company is a changing organism, if you want to call it that. So it, mm. it, often you'll start your business and it will actually change over time. So over the last few years, we've had certain services and things that we offered and we still offer them, but my why has been more cemented. I have a better idea of who my ideal clients are. So in order to be able to attract those people, it's really important that you have a cohesive um, message and feel and look of your business. And so that is why I felt that it was a good time to to rebrand so that all of my social media, all of my, my graphics, the way that I dress, the way I, I deal with clients, it all is cohesive, um, especially having built my business from scratch and little bits and pieces, I now have a much more clear idea of who my ideal client is and who I'm trying to attract to my business. And I therefore need to present that to the world in such a way that those people will be attracted to me and my brand. So walk us a little bit through the steps. Did you just wake up one morning and decided I need to rebrand? <laughs> and then did you go on Google or how did you know where to go? How do you know what to do? How do you even know the direction of rebranding? So um, in the last 18 months, I've been doing a lot of personal development um, and in terms of um, uh, one in-person course and then an online course. And those courses um, were incredibly helpful in terms of taking me through the steps of figuring out my why. Why am I in business? Um, who is it that I'm, I'm marketing to? Um, and so I realized that the way that I was presenting myself was not, uh, or my business, sorry, was not uh, a good representation of, of what I was selling for want of a better word. And so um, I decided, to, I hadn't done this before, but I decided to invest in rebranding so that, yeah, so that it presented in a much better light and way. And uh, because um, I believe what we do is a service to other people. So the best thing is to be able to attract the people that you can best serve to yourself. So if you're not presenting yourself or your business in the right way, you're not going to be able to attract the people that you're really called to be working with. Yes, and I was very excited when I got a phone call from you asking me to take you on a shopping trip and help you to get your style and your look together to work with this new brand. So tell us why have you decided to even take that extra step, that it's not just your branding, your logo, but it's you as person that look like your brand. I just felt that the way I was dressing wasn't representing my brand. And, um, and so I wanted to invest in that specifically so that when people meet me, the way that I look, the way that I talk, everything, it's, it's, it makes sense. Um, and it's been incredibly helpful as well, because it's taken um, one thing off the list that I have to think about, because I now have a capsule wardrobe, and, and anything that I wear, it actually represents my brand really well. Um, and I'm still in the process of, of doing, finishing the rebranding process. So my next step will be to have professional photographs taken. Um, and I'm redoing in the middle of redoing my website, but it just means that everything fits together and it all presents really well. 
And Jackie, you sit in front of me and I look at you and you look absolutely beautiful. I love the style. I love the look that we put together for you. We also break a few rules by <laughs> going by very nice high-end um, clothing pieces and take it to embroider on there. Mm -hmm. Tell me how do you feel about that and what's the reaction with that? Um, so the reaction has been really positive uh, and it actually just makes me feel it makes me feel really good in myself and uh, and that's I think I feel is really important because you then present you, you present yourself out in the world in a really good way um, but uh, yes people it was really fun because we didn't just go for the standard golf shirt that you you know that you can buy and then they've embroidered it for you we actually chose beautiful pieces that I feel comfortable and elegant in, and then um, em embroidered the, the, my logo onto those things. And um, so, I, yeah, I think it looks amazing and all the feedback's been really good. Yes, and you were saying that even the embroidery um, person was saying to you, you can't embroider on such nice items because they're so used <laughs> to um, embroider on golf t-shirts and t-shirts for branding. Mm -hmm. But what I love about you is you take your style to the next level because you show them that you can be stylish and you can present your brand in a different way. And also being a creative, um, I love uh, thinking outside the box and breaking the rules and making things a little bit different. Uh, I think that that's great. That's awesome. That's part of my creativity. And it also represents my brand in that way that we're, that we're a little bit cutting edge or different and that we, we can think outside the box and come up with really cool creative ideas. One step away from the business, we know that all businesses can only be successful if you have a strong support. So in your business, who would you say is your strongest support to help you grow? And because when you work for yourself and you're this one-man business, you sometimes get to a point where you think, I work from home, I've got no one to bounce ideas off, and I've not always have something to help me to grow. So how would you overcome that in your business? So the, the first um, way that I overcame that was by um, joining a networking group um, where I could meet other entrepreneurs and uh, exchange ideas. And, and I've actually... Uh, there have been a lot of the people in that group that I have used their services because they have, um, they do things that are useful to me and or that they have actually recommended I work with certain people because um, it's always fantastic to get a recommendation to work with a particular person because then you you know that they that their work is going to be great and that they, they provide a brilliant service. And then just recently I've engaged a coach and I'm doing coaching for the for this next few months. But I find that, that, that those are the, 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 in the business sense, those are the, the people that have supported me the most and helped me grow, learn and, and mold my business. So, so Jackie, you would say that it's very important as somebody listening to us today and want to start their own business. So most of them are moving out of the workforce. There's quite a big change from going into an office, at least greet four or five other people in the morning to be at home, wake up. And sometimes you, you in your gym gear from the morning till night, you don't even get change because you're just behind a computer but you would say that that's very important to get that stimulation from other business owners yes i feel that it's really important to connect with other people 
uh, to be able to bounce ideas off them, to be able to workshop if you've got if you're coming uh, finding challenges to talk about the challenges that you're experiencing, but also um, so that you don't feel alone. It's mm -hmm. important that you connect into a community because it can be quite lonely being stuck at home uh, working by yourself. Yeah, and obviously I'm I'm quite an extrovert, so I love uh, being around other people. But it's I've just found that uh, you also have a finite amount of things you can learn by yourself. So when you are in a team or with other people or you're learning from other people's experiences, it means that you learn more in a faster rate than you would if you just plodded along by yourself in your own little bubble without interacting with others. There's another saying that they say, people buy people and not necessarily products. How, how's your opinion on that? Definitely, I feel like um, that, uh, yeah, that, that people actually are attracted to uh to your who you are and your mission and what you what you think and feel more than they buy the products that you sell in some ways so because um whatever whatever business you do there's hundreds of other people that are doing the same thing so um but i, f I feel that um yeah that uh that people actually if you are passionate about what you do and that passion is contagious, then people are more likely to jump on board with you and want to work with you than if you're just like, well, this is just what I do. Mm. No, that's definitely, and I'm like that. I'm also, you know, running my own networking group, going to networking groups, but I invest in people. Mm. For me, I will drive two kilometers, five kilometers, 10 kilometers further to support a person that I know than grab my coffee or my bread close to the, to my house. But I'm 100% for that and invest in business owners around me. And that's something that I have learned from the networking groups is that we want to support each other. Because when you're in a group like that, the other group members' success feel like your success because you were there to buy the products. You were there mm. to support them, which is very valuable. Earlier today, when we had a quick chat before we started recording, you mentioned something that's so powerful that a lot of business or a lot of people out there that's not necessary business owners yet don't realize how valuable their talents are. Mm. So... Sometimes we think, I want to start a new business, and then you go to something that's challenging for you. But actually, you've got your own talent, and you've got your own things that you're good at, that you can actually just put that over. Yes, um, I feel that um, a lot of us, uh, when it comes to our talents and the things that we're good at, we don't realize how difficult those things are for other people. And that we can actually take those talents and bless or serve other people with them because they are our strengths and the things that we've been gifted with. And um, I, uh, there was actually really interesting because I, I, like everyone, I go through seasons when I'm doing really well and seasons when I'm when life is quite challenging and there's lots of things going on. And um, I feel like if you can, uh, my personal experience is that if you can actually connect to your passion and your purpose that um, and your talents that you it actually is really good for your own mental health because especially for moms that may be sitting at home and they don't even have a business idea or a business yet that it's just the ability to be able to 
get out of your home and go and serve and bless other people and use the talents that you have to it gives you a purpose it makes you feel like you can contribute to the world it's um it it gives it keeps keeps your brain ticking over i think a lot of moms who stuck at home they actually um they enjoy being moms and they enjoy looking after the home but they're not mentally stimulated and so if you can take your passion um, whatever it is and actually create a little business that you can serve others it actually gives you so much satisfaction and and it's such a good reward for you i think what you say there is so much value if you do have something that you're good at start sharing it with the neighbor sharing mm. it with people you know with not even asking for money in exchange because what you get is you get that satisfaction of i'm making a difference in someone's life this yeah. will automatically roll into a business opportunity mm-hmm. because the friends or the neighbors will tell their friends and yeah. they will then um, interact with you and say, oh, Jackie, I saw you done my friend's um, sitting room. You just go and reorganize furniture. Would you mind coming to me? What will that cost? So mm-hmm. sometimes that's how your, your side hassle can start. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying, it's not always about the money. The money will come, mm-hmm. but it's about your passion and the satisfaction you get by giving to people out there. I I just wanted to add um, a friend of mine is a psychologist and a couple of years ago I was really struggling and she was actually um, she was actually suggesting that I should go for therapy and therapy is fantastic. Actually part of me feels like we should all go for therapy at some point (laughs) in our lives but um, I didn't see her for a couple of years and then I bumped into her the other day and she was like Jackie you look amazing like what what's happened and I just I just shared with her about the business that I run and I've also got a side hustle that I do as well and both of them are focused on helping other people and um, and serving others and making other people's lives better and so she said to me that's absolutely fantastic because your business has actually become your therapy it is the the thing that keeps you going um, it it um, distracts you from the the other struggles in your life and it gives you something positive to work towards and it helps you make a good impact in the world and I th- I, that's why I'm so passionate about um, encouraging other people to do the same thing. Love it, absolutely love it and it costs less than a therapist. <laughs> yes, it's cheaper than paying for a psychologist. <laughs> okay. So what have been the highlight in your mm-hmm. career over this last five years in your business? So I, uh, my highlight is every time I finish a project for a client and I see the look on their face when they walk into a room and they, it's, I often get comments about it's more beautiful than they thought it was going to be. And it just, the satisfaction of knowing that you've created that for someone else um, is just really satisfying. So that means you've got highlights in your business weekly as you work with the client. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, when did that your therapy? <laughs> So what is the next step in your journey? Where do you see yourself going? So um, uh, apart from working with clients and redesigning rooms for them, we, uh, our, my business is also creating a service for um, real estate agents or people that are putting their homes on the market um, where we are trying to disrupt the market a little bit and create a service where you can call us in if you're actually going to be living in your home 
and wanting to sell the property, you can't actually pay for staging because a lot of staging companies won't actually allow you to live in the property whilst the the house is whilst the staging furniture is in the home. So we go into people's homes and we actually style using their existing furniture and accessories. And then we add very carefully selected styling items, soft furnishings and cushions and lamps to complete the look um, so that your house presents as best as possible so that you can get the best um, price for it when you sell. That's a great tool that you can offer and well done. Although you can only do that where you can travel to. Is there anything, ideas you've got outside the box? Because how do you reach more of the people that's just in your travel um, area? Well, um, we, um, myself and my colleague, Sue, we actually um, created an online course that we have um, available. And um, it basically teaches you um, how to transform a room from start to finish. Um, And it is very interactive and there's lots of... um, uh, printable worksheets you complete the course by doing it so but at the end of the course you end up having transformed a room by yourself and but we teach you the steps on how to go about it and how to do it step by step all the way through so online courses is very popular today but take me a few steps back was it overwhelming for you the first time you come up I'm going to do an online course how did you learn to do it because obviously it's not as easy as when you sit in front of somebody to convey the message and give them the steps talk us a little bit through that it was very intimidating to start with <laughs> but um there is was particular um a course that I could do myself that taught me the steps on how to actually write and produce and create the online course. Um, and so I invested in in that so that I taught myself how to do it. But it was, um, it was a very challenging experience because we did uh, all of it ourselves. We did, we wrote all the content, we created all the, um, all the graphics. We, um, I did all of the the videoing ourselves and all the sound and everything, but I really feel that, um, and so it's in no way perfect, but it is a really good vehicle that will empower people to be able to do this themselves. And that is the most important thing. I think that people get hung up too much on perfection and uh, doing it like absolutely perfectly the first time, but sometimes your voice and your message and what you have to be able to share with others is way more important and if you wait for the day that you do it perfectly and there's no mistakes and it looks amazing it'll never ever happen so sometimes you've got to stand on the edge of the cliff and just throw yourself off and do the best you can (laughs) and then and because your message and what you have to give to others is is way more important than having it absolutely perfect and jackie you have obviously learned so much through this whole process of doing it yourself So it's not just that you've got an online course. We will put the link in the podcast so that the listeners can go and um, grab that to help them with the house. But it also have taken you to, I know now what to do. I know how to do the recording. I understand what's behind the scenes Mm -hmm. of creating an online course. And I know it's not easy. We're just in the process now creating my online course. And you would think when you buy an online course online, oh, it's easy to put it together. I know there's so much behind the scene to just get it to, as you say, not even Mm -hmm. perfect, just to a great 
place where you can use that as a tool to teach mm. other people out there. So would you say there will be a second online course now that you went through the journey and learn all of it? Uh, it was very, very enjoyable. Um, so, I, and I, I would love to be able to do another and we definitely will do. Um, uh, but it's just it's not on the radar just at the moment. But basically the idea was that we were going to, we, we create the first course, we put it out there, we, we, we let it bring in some, some money and then we'll fund the next one from, from the income that we get from the first one. And in a few years time, if we, uh, if, if it becomes really, really popular, we will probably film it again <laughs> with a professional um, videographer and the sound guy and the whole lot. But, um, but when you have a message and that you want to share with the world, you can't always wait to, to be able to afford to hire those people. So you, you've actually just got to teach yourself how to do it and put it out there and then see what comes back. I absolutely love that attitude because you mean I put it out there when I'm on this place in my life with time and money, I'm going to improve on that. Mm -hmm. But at least I don't hold that back from you. So you can still use it and you can still create a beautiful house through that. So well done. That's a great attitude to have towards it. Another thing that I do appreciate is that you say not now because you're in such a growing phase of mm. your business now. And I think a lot of new business owners make the mistake. They look at around them what other people do and they think, oh, okay, I need an online course. I need this. I need that. I need that. And they try to do all of that at once. And before they know, they slip. So they don't, they feel overwhelmed. It's too much for them. So what we as business owners need to do is to prioritize what is important, put a timeline on it. Like it was important for you to get the course out. It's out there now. It's important to rebrand. You had to rebrand. Now it's important to carry your message out there so that your message get to your potential clients. And then once you've got that and you're on top of that, you go back to redo the course or do a new online mm -hmm. course. Because again, I say, we don't realize what's happening behind the scenes. There's yeah. much more going on behind the scenes than just creating an online course. It's especially time consuming. My passion is for empowering other people. So it's really important to actually be able to figure out what they actually need. A, a lot of the time, we as business owners spend a lot of time in our own heads instead of actually figuring out what our clients actually need and want from us. And so we, you can spend a lot of time and energy creating something, but it's not actually um, what, the, what the clients actually need. So it's really important to understand that first um, and, then, and then go back and create, create something that addresses the need that your clients have. Jackie, your positive outlook on your business and your willingness to give is coming through so beautiful. Can we wrap up today and you share your favorite phrase with us? Don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. If you would like to know more about Jackie Lee, you can find her details in the episode description. Next time, we'll be talking with a former lawyer who has taken a leap into running her own business. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, I believe in you. You've been listening to the I Believe in You podcast. 
If you're interested in learning some tips for your business, Lazelle's online course is now available with a 10-week program focusing on turning your passion into a business. The course covers the eight important steps on setting your business up from branding to launch with a step-by-step guide to help you achieve your goals. The I Believe in You workbook is also available for purchase through our online portal. You can find all the details in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our local Bendigo Bank mobile relationship managers and produced by Bad Bard Productions.